0: Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're at Community Matters Cafe. It's a coffee cast, Danny. Cheers to you this morning. Uh, There we go. That's a get your water glass. That's why I got a, uh, yours isn't a plastic cup, your coffee, mine's in a nice. You're about smart of me, John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) About 10 minutes before we started taping this, we both got two iced coffees in uh, plastic cups. And John poured his into a glass glass, and I left mine in the plastic cup. And I, was, you know, I thought I, I respected the move, but I didn't follow suit, and ruined the cheers in the process. But good morning, sir.
0: Great to see you. It's a uh, Friday morning, and we're going to talk about the, the Philly match on Wednesday evening. We're going to talk about and preview the Columbus match on the road again. <laughs> oh man,
1: <laughs> will we ever get off the road again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, who it, knows, man.
0: The fact that this club is getting back on an airplane today, yeah, and flying up to Columbus, is is crazy to me, and it really uh, kind of dampens my expectations for for Saturday. But we'll get into that. Yeah, how and, do you feel about it?
1: Uh, the first thing to say, I think, is that you know we're taping this on a Friday morning. The the fixture congestion packs up for the the squad and for the supporters. We uh, we both have, have a lot going on. And uh, we have to take this before any word from Laddie Daddy on any availabilities that we might get. We, we, we assume he will speak to press at some point uh, later today or, or early tomorrow. Uh, he actually he spoke day of for the, for the midweek matches when we first found out that uh, the most current information which was that uh, Gaines and Bender are closer to being back available than Copetti and Yusviak and I don't we'll think
0: I don't think Capetti is going to be part of this squad on Saturday. That's really my guess. Don't. You really don't? If you think back to the discussion we had before the Philly match on the show, we talked about the hamstring issues, right? Hamstring is just one of those injuries yeah. that lingers and lingers. And maybe it might be best for... One more game off, and then and then a full week off before Seattle next weekend, right? Come back at home against
1: Seattle, maybe. We'll see. We'll know by the time you're listening to this, you may already know. Like that's that's <laughs> basically what I'm getting at. So, what, what what I'm saying is, in the absence of the information, the 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 song remains the same. Uh, we are here <laughs> to talk about Columbus, but Columbus is gonna be tough. It's 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 kind of like the walking wounded. The uh, the, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. The guys look gassed out there in Philly. I, I can't wait to, to get into a little bit more of what uh, you experienced in Philly, John. You traveled. You went to the match on a way day with the family in, your, in the city of your roots. And uh, so we're going to get into the vibes and the storytelling on that show because I think it's worthwhile. When it comes to Columbus, uh, we're, we're gonna whoever we
0: end up running out in the squad is going to be the squad. And I, I'm gonna, we're going to support them. But. And whoever comes to EPR. <laughs> On Saturday night, we'll certainly get to drink free Modellas. So don't forget that. We're back. We're having a watch party Saturday night. Elizabeth Parlor Room. Uh, We're going to have free Modellas as well. Um, Until you run that tab, up to 100 bucks. Blue Fury
1: will be there, so I know that the Modellas will uh, disappear quick. So get there, early, folks, for Uh, sure.
0: So I'm pumped to see everybody after a week out of town. And and I'm I'm excited to talk about uh, the trip to Philadelphia, do some uh, storytelling. What I want to tell the audience is... um, Please keep in mind, like, I'm going to talk about, you know, sitting basically five rows behind the Charlotte FC bench. And I want to underscore that the tickets were, for me and my parents, $38 each. And so, like 120 bucks, basically. 120 you, yeah. bucks for the three of us to sit five rows behind Charlotte FC's bench. Just an, just an incredible.
1: And then the, you think about the people that get to do that all the time there for the Philadelphia Union fans. Like I was going to say, I mean, what, what a very unique soccer experience to get to experience, but it's actually not that unique. It's, it's every freaking game. So, unless did, did they just chop ticket prices because the Crown was in town? Did, is that a disrespect it, to us? If, if you
0: look on uh, our Instagram page, uh, Charlotte Soccer Show on Instagram, oh. you can, you can see I. I Post it, uh, what the scene looked like there. The place was packed, right?
1: Subaru Park, baby. It yeah. was packed.
0: It's not like it was.
1: Um, well, an empty stadium. They're a strong. I mean, they're a strong club. I mean, they've, they've been winning. They've been contending for like it, when Charlotte FC has like four or five years in a row where they're contending for Supporter Shield and MLS Cup, then we're going to see an extreme. Well, they're going to be opening the
0: upper deck of the Bank of America Stadium a lot more often. There was a moment at Subaru Park when I was looking around and I saw that. Uh, the club proudly presented Eastern Conference Champions 2022. Um, and I said to myself, well, I mean, that is so far ahead of what Charlotte FC is. Yeah. And it made me kind of realize how difficult that ma- match was knowing that Union have been on a great run of form. Jim Curtin is a really good coach. This was a winnable game at home. Mm-hmm. And Union went out to get it. I just wanted to full strength eleven for Union. Exactly, and you called that out before the match, and it wasn't a full strength eleven for Charlotte FC. No, it was the best best possible. But we're we're, like I said, walking wounded
1: describes our guys, and 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 not walking wounded as well. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sitting,
0: laying down in rehab rooms, wounded. So um, I think the, one of the highlights of, of my night um, was just to be, be able to observe Christian Latanzio uh, very closely during the match and just kind of see um, how he was communicating with his players on the pitch. And there was one thing that jumped out to me that I think you'll appreciate is that Laddie and Ashley Westwood, there's like telepathic communication happening there. I love that. And you could see um, Christian Latanzio and Ashley Westwood working together to kind of decide when the ball is going to be pushed forward, when we're going to take a step and pass the ball backwards and take a moment to retain possession. Westwood would quickly look up out of the corner of his eye, Laddie would make a quick arm motion. And this is like while Westie is like receiving the ball, sc- scanning the field. Uh, Ashley Westwood is is an absolute gem of a player, the gemstone for this club, so, and just to see him up close and personal, uh, and that relationship, the captain with the manager, that's a really really strong asset that this club has right now.
1: I mean, there's nothing sexier in the beautiful game <laughs> than a young starlet, you know, the young the young Wonder Boy, yeah. Wonder Woman that uh, that is going to. Uh, take your club to the next level someday and, and just light eyes you know the bend the ben benders of the world out there you, you, you love to have that but say a word for the wily veteran the gemstone Ashley Westman who come in 32 years old and, and take over a club mentality wise uh, in short time uh, he wears the captain's armband for a very good reason and uh, that tele, tele, telepathy forgive me I'll, I'll get the third <laughs> try I'll get it the telepathy he has with Latonzio awesome tell me more about that but I just want to say like Old man strength, just, you know, if you play pickup hoops, you know, like the guy who shows up, you know, 20 pounds overweight with the knee brace is just going to put hook shots on you all day and back you up in the post, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And that's kind of like a rough analogy. Ash- Ashley Wedd was definitely not 20 pounds
0: overweight, but uh, oh, he's, he's in, got the old man strength. He's working. in peak physical condition. Yeah, he no looks doubt. great, too. Yeah. He, he looks like he's he's not here to uh, make a few bucks and then ride right, off to the beach. Right. He
1: may end up in a
0: knee brace someday, but who knows? Well... Yeah. Um, on that turn. What was so important um, to see was, like, Westwood's ability to run the offense in the center of the pitch, be the point man, kind of decide what type of pace Charlotte was going to play at. But when the ball's got into um, the Union's half of the field and the ball get, gets out wide, Westwood is now in support as well. Westwood's coming in behind Kerwin Vargas. Westwood's coming in behind Justin Miriam on the left-hand side and offering that ability to – play one two-touch football out on the wings and then whipping crosses in and out. It was just really cool to see. That was like my main, main takeaway. My other main takeaway, Danny, from from being in my position on Wednesday night was that um, Derek Jones is is absolutely gassed. This this guy needs a week off bad. I, I don't expect him to play on Saturday. I don't think he should play on Saturday.
1: So yeah, you, you're you're saying he should, whether he is benched or not, uh, you know, t- tomorrow if you're listening to this, or ton- or you know, in a day and a half, uh, or tonight, uh, <laughs> you, you would don't want to see
0: him out there no. against Columbus no, in the I, starting lineup. I, I think it, it was. Um, if Bender's back, we could play Bronco Bender, Westwood for sure. I, I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Um, so we'll see if it comes to fruition. Keep your mind in, the, in, in that, and, and I think that's why at the at the end of the game, right, and mm-hmm. we talked about or I did anyway, on, on Twitter. There's a new function, you know, you can put audio on Twitter. Yeah. I used it for the first time. Right. Was driving back, uh, made good time. Instapod, quick take pod. Yeah, quick take pod. It took about eight and a half, half hours to drive back from Philly yesterday. Um, so, did you go 95 or Virginia? I went yeah. 95 because okay. I left at 5.30 in the morning. Okay, nice. and, and Waze told me, if you go on, night, if you, you're leaving early enough where you can get this straight shot. Okay. And All so right. I did. Yeah. So good I move. did. Yeah. It. Um, good move. And, uh, you know, it's like, for me, I just, you know, it's like I'm driving on, on and, I, and I want to get on Twitter. I want to react to people. I'm like, how do I do this? I'm like, wait a minute, I can send a voice note while I'm driving. Exactly. And um, in that in that voice note, I kind of just kind of laid out the fact that my main takeaway from this match was, was simply I'm proud of the way that the club played. Yeah. But this was an in- incredibly difficult match. Yeah. Yeah plus 550 massive underdogs on the road at this the match the they did and just to, to come out of that and to see see this club uh not lose 4-0 in that match like right. like Philly did right or was it 4-1 well, or 4-0 it, at our place it, last it year it strikes
1: me it just like strikes me like so funnily like one of the uh it wasn't so long ago that you and I were sitting here at Community Matters Cafe this lovely one of the best breakfast spots uh in Uptown Charlotte uh and uh, we were talking to Joe Blue The press was with us. I think and, we were
0: sitting at this exact yeah, table.
1: Yeah, and we talked about his t- It was shortly after the end of the last season, and we talked about uh, his tie. He had some ties to the Philly organization. He has friends that work for the union uh, based on his career past. And they were telling him last year, hey, man, we, you know, we're coming to play you guys and you're putting these field lines, these NFL lines on the turf and we we need to uh, win this game, you know, we, we need to win this game since we get home field advantage in MLS Cup if we get there. And Joe's like, yeah, bro, we need to win this game. We're still alive in the playoffs, bro. So He's yeah. telling his buddies that. So uh, uh, this is the first time we played Philly since that match uh, where where there might have been some expectation, at least in their offices, that Charlotte was just going to roll over and die last year to, to let Philly ascend, and that didn't happen. We ended up uh punking them 4-0, Danny Rios, the GOAT, Yushviak with some sick assists, and... Uh, uh, I was worried because it was it was almost one 0 after twenty seconds. Carranza off the bar. How loud was that 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 first instant shot that went off the bar? How loud was that?
0: If you side. were weren't paying attention to star, if you were getting settled into your seat, maybe, <laughs> right. maybe taking the first sip of uh, sip of your beer. Yeah, um, it, it got your attention <laughs> quickly. <laughs> it's like what? Wait a minute. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that was uh, dodging bullets, and, and Charlotte FC was dodging bullets all night. So right. I, wanna,
1: I one nil one nil felt like. Not a win, but just like uh, way better than it could have been. You yes, know, for sure. At the same time, though, here's what I'll say. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna completely. I will. My only pushback on the thing is because I agree with you. Your your overall take, John, I think is really smart, and it's a it's a it's a mature fan base take. It's like, a, hey, we've grown enough as a fan base that we can. We we're talking about the roller coaster all year. We don't have to ride this roller coaster. We don't have to be like, ah, yeah, we lost <laughs> to fucking Philadelphia. Fuck right. this. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like we don't like. It's a, it's a mature response to say that was a game we would not have been anywhere near expected to win and we fought valiantly and we didn't have enough and we moved on and we go again. Like, that's, that's the spot I think you need to get to. In the immediate aftermath of the match, I will say that the reason that you could be a little mad <laughs> about the loss right. was that we looked good. For 20 minutes, we, lo- we went toe-to-toe with those guys and right. looked like we could have won the match. And so like everything was against us going into it, the situation. But for that first, twenty minus the 20 seconds where they almost scored right off the kickoff and we're lucky that it went off the bar and like looked
0: around like, what the fuck? That first 20 minutes, we looked really good. The instant feedback um, from my, my parents who were at their first ever MLS match, the first time that they were at Subaru Park. And by the way, they live 15 minutes away. And after the first 20 minutes, they both look at me and they go, this is more exciting than I expected. And I was like <laughs> I was like honestly this game is fucking awesome right yeah. now. Like the the open play up mm. and down the field. It was a track meet to start and mm. I think that really hurt Charlotte in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, for sure, right? Like right. I think I think that exciting start We didn't have any legs to begin with, and we certainly <laughs> didn't after that first half hour. Yeah. But it's a good call out and, and I think um, to be upset that uh, Charlotte FC loses that match, I think is fair. But to create some sense of negativity around the club after they've been on this great run of form. Let's go back to the D.C. match, right? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, these away days, I'm struggling on these away days. (laughs) Yet to see a goal this season. (laughs) A road goal would be nice, guys. When Johnny's in the house. The the, the nice thing is we've got the Adam Armour goal on the road in Atlanta. That's that's the one. Right in front of us. Right in front of us. We've seen that one. Um, So at least we've got that. And I know a lot of fans obviously traveled to uh, Atlanta this year, and got I got a W there. Yeah, we should have gone. But <laughs> but specifically God damn it. Uh, this year, <laughs> this year specifically, it's like, hey, uh, is there going to be another away day? I hope so. I, I want to go somewhere else this year. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: I uh, I'm a strong candidate to go to
0: League's Cup in Dallas for sure. Okay. At this point. Nice. So. Wow, interesting. Not been locked um, in yet. Interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I saw some people in the it's fan base cool. like. Getting excited for the league, league's cup. And I just don't know what to get excited for yet. I think it's a great competition. It's a cup competition, and it's always the well, cup.
1: When that when that comes around, you're going to be really excited when Nicoxa comes to town, for yeah. sure. Uh, just having the league MX team in Charlotte is going to be in a completely different vibe inside of of America. Love it. On, even on Mid-Street beforehand, I'm Love quite it. sure. yes. I, I would right. expect a street festival uh, put on by the club there. And uh, guys, if you're listening, if you want us to host a little fan fest uh, at Romare Bearden, guys want to put up the money for the stage, we'll definitely take it.
0: <laughs> uh, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're here at Community Matters. We've got, we've got a lot to talk about. We don't necessarily have, like, a, a bullet point rundown today like we, we normally would on the show. show. It's a vibe yeah, show. Yeah, we, we just want to hang out and just kind of uh, take each other's temperature and, and get into the to the weekend yeah. and kind of see what this club looks like moving forward. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, let me,
1: let me just interview you okay. uh, on, your, on your game match day experience yeah. at, at Subaru. I, I want to know, like... Who, the speed of the game uh, when, you're, when you're that close, who, who really impressed you on our side? Who was like, who did you look at it in a new light maybe from, from getting to see them a little closer than normal in, in such an intense game?
0: For me, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to answer that question uh, because I think my first answer would be Ashley Westwood. I've already told you why. Oh, gotcha,
1: okay. But you, if I... You if I, if if I, I, answered
0: the question in advance. But if I was going to pick somebody else, uh, I would probably say Brant Veronica. There, there was times during this match where Bronico was just like a uh, runaway freight train, right? Like he would get started on a run, and then he, his run wouldn't stop for like four trips up and down the pitch, mm-hmm. right? To where all he's. He's pressing the opposing... Full speed the entire time you're talking yes. about. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. He's pressing the opponent's Changing directions goalkeeper. And, still full speed. and then the yeah. ball's all the way down the other end of the pitch, and he makes the entire sprint back into the box, and he's ready to play some defense. And then all of a sudden, Charlotte FC re- regains possession, mm-hmm. and then Brandt is like a bat out of hell down to the other side. And then it took about four or five of those runs for him finally to be like, whew, okay, <laughs> like I, need a, I need a second here. And that's why he's in the squad. One,
1: one uh, great game for Brant, one mistake, had, had a great w- runaway run on a counter where he put a square ball uh, for, for, to create an open shot, and took it himself and couldn't get a shot. Well, there, there,
0: was, there was also a moment but where... But I can't fault him for that. There, I'm sure you saw it in the film. There was also a moment, too, where uh, Andre Blake cleared the ball out to midfield, and Brant was, like, the only one there. It was a high ball. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. And he was kind of alone, and he tried to uh, head the ball back, and it was just like... Glanced off, and like it was a very it was a poor header and I and I turned to uh, and, and the Union fans were it was like right in front of us and then right in front of the bench and you could tell he was like fuck that didn't go the way that I anticipated yeah, but- um, and you could and the Union fans start giving him some shit about it and I, I said to them and hey great great people around me right they, they noticed quickly that I was cheering for Charlotte FC and they weren't dicks about it. They were, they were nice about it, and it was You've good. Changed it, and it was good talking to them. <laughs> I wouldn't have been like that in an Eagles game. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was great to, to have an. Did experience. you tell them you were local? Yes. Okay. Yes, no, I yeah, yeah. know. Okay. So uh, that happens with Brant, and I. Everyone's giving him shit, and I say to them, I was like, Hey, listen, nobody ever said Brant Bronico's in the starting eleven because he's got great ball skills. <laughs> Okay? Right. Like, that's not why he's right. playing right now. Right. It's because he's all over the field right. at all times. Right. And it was just really cool to see um, him up close and personal, just doing great work. So, at, shout out to Brownie, bro.
1: At times, he's a pest. At times, he's a wrecking ball. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, he, he's really becoming a Swiss Army knife. The offensive skills are getting more refined. I mean, not that, I mean, I say that to a guy who like with leading leading scorer for his college team. It's not like he has no offensive uh, skills, but just like, Would love to see. I mean, if he could start to add goals and assists, I mean, what what a player. That's all I would say. Uh, The uh, other question I have for you is two words. It's a two-word question. (laughs) Guzman Carujo.
0: Oh, Oh, it was uh, great. I'm glad that we finally got here. Uh, This was the the best part of the match by far. Kind of seeing his number called off. Mm -hmm. you, You could tell everybody on the bench was like, wait a minute, Guzman's about to go on. Like everyone was like, wow, this is awesome. Like this, this, you could, you could, there was like this palpable uh, energy boost from the idea of, oh, this guy's on our team. We just, we just got somebody back that is going to help us in the long run. And this is the first step of mm-hmm. that process. And Christian Latanzio greeted him, Christian Fuchs, gave him some love before he nice. we went on. It was a, it was a Oopsie. celebration. It was a celebration for sure of the, the hard work, the time, energy and commitment and the resiliency that it takes to come back from an acl an acl injury is fucking terrible right and i think because of the way this injury has become mainstream in the nfl and soccer specifically in those two sports that you know we kind of sometimes take that injury for granted considering how modern medicine has enabled so many players to come back from that injury. sure but there's been so many players who have never come back from that right. kind of injury. It's still a horrific injury. I mean, it just is uh, like it's absolute shredder of, of
1: uh, one of the most important joints in the entire human body. What can I say? Yeah. Being? So
0: so Guzman coming back onto the pitch was mm-hmm. um, was hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't It was in that moment. I mean, it wasn't the hope that kills you. It yeah, was it was that it was hope the hope lift that you. really lifts you. Yeah.
1: I don't know. People were upset
0: because the subs were seen as defensive. And well, and that, that's I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to jump yeah. in here, but that's Do why I, that's why I was pissed off about the reaction to those subs. I'm like, for the yeah, last fair. for the last ten months, all I've been hearing from the fan base is "Can't wait to have Guzmán back." Can't wait to have Guzmán back. And then he comes onto the pitch, and people are like, "What the fuck is this substitution?" <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Christ. I mean, seriously though. That is so true, man. Oh my gosh, that's a very
1: insightful truth. That's so funny. I, I'm just like, I didn't even think about it in those terms. So you just said that. I'm
0: that's like, right. I'm like, I'm thank goodness he's gone. And you, you, it's like the winger. So it's like, the, and, I, and people are like, wait, you take both wingers off? It's like, yeah, and you're pu- you're putting on a striker. Yeah. And the best center back on the team.
1: Yeah.
0: Like yeah. it's a good substitution. Yeah. yeah. Miriam was gassed. Yeah. And Vargas was doing jack shit. Yeah. And he just had to go through a concussion protocol. Yeah. Like, and people are bitching about that substitution to me. It's like, oh, Christian Lattanzio is sitting back. He doesn't want to go for the win. He's parking the bus because he's got five yeah. at the back. Right? And we, got, we have to get out, out of that mindset as a club. People get so mad about five at the back. And I'm just like, we're on the road against one of the best teams in MLS. What the fuck do you want the guy to yeah. do? You have to protect your defense. Right. Right? You could they argue. Never,
1: they never did put a shot on goal past us. I mean, Gaslight yes. had her hit the post and then bounced off Kalina's back to go in. So I mean, add add another own goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so we are we're, we're twenty two minutes into this podcast. It,
1: it, it, it kind of worked the five at the back, even though I criticized it. You, I'm, you can you can in your like I'm a I'm a target of of your little mini ramp there, and I'm I'll take it. Well,
0: it's 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 um kind of the second time this season that that's happened, and both times we've lost. Yeah. Right. So I understand like. The proof sometimes is right in front of you, and it's easy to say bad decision. We lose both those games when we park the bus. But bringing Guzman in, bringing Ajamian in, right. Those are up, like
1: amazing things. Those yeah. are good,
0: good yeah. subs. And right. Miram and Vargas, who, by the way, had two great, ch- had, each had a great chance. Yeah, and, and both, they both blew them. Both blew the chances. Yeah. So why don't we just, uh, if you want to put your frustration somewhere? Why don't you put it on that? I mean, Miram had right. the oppor- an opportunity in the first half. Right. He's been so good. He's right. five games in a row with goal contributions. Right. So I, end I don't know the streak.
1: The end of the streak.
0: streak. The end of the streak. Uh, but when he came off, something else I wanted to point out uh, that I could talk about when Justin Miram came came out, you could see the connection within the squad. Everybody on the bench, g- dapped him up everybody was um, together there was, there was like this sense of togetherness and I think that's where I want to end the positive part of this conversation coming out of it Billy. I think one strength that this club has right now is this sense of togetherness there was no point that I observed this full unit together where I said eh, it seems like a bunch of individuals on this squad no it seemed like to me that this team is very close-knit they're together they understand what is, is in front of them and in soccer that's a really strong asset so I'm excited about that Been through a lot together at this yes, point yes totally but since we're now almost 25 minutes into the podcast can we start talking some shit <laughs> yes yes what's your take on Bill Tualoma <laughs> he's big he's Bill he's big fucking Bill he's big fucking Bill man and, and I, that, that, the best
1: word the best if, you know You've heard, this is not an original thought, but you've heard the tangent about the, the great usefulness of the F word because it can be so uh, facilitating and bragging something up yeah. or cursing something so It's a back. very diverse so, so, word. Uh, so Big fucking Bill has uh, unfortunately taken on the uh, negative connotation more more often than the positive lately. And that's too bad because uh, th- I was really excited when 2 alone came. I thought 2 alone was a very good signing when we, when we made it and it uh, hasn't worked out great. I think at this point with Carujo back and Milanda getting locked in, I think that's the squad. And then I almost I really think you, you have Sobochinski as as even ahead of Tuoloma in that case. What I do think Tuoloma can do because his issue is he plays center back like a center mid. He 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 makes the risky play and gets beat uh, with no help behind him. So so if if Jones needs a day off like you said and if Bender wasn't available, let's say Bender's not available like I'm hoping he is and you want Jones to have a day off, do you put uh, Bill at the six?
0: No. <laughs> no I'd rather have Harrison awful at the six. He's done it before. Six. He's done it before. I'd rather, before I'd rather before have Harrison awful at the six. Yes. No, I, I, I Bill Tualoma was so far off the pace, Danny. It was just like yeah. really difficult to watch.
1: All I kept seeing, and you tell me what it looked like from the state of you on the TV. All I kept seeing is really bad give and goes, where like a defense. Our defender. Sometimes it was it was uh, Milan. Sometimes it was Bill, but would run up and. And sometimes it was Burn, who would run up and stop and like, you would run into a two on one and stop oh, in front yeah. of the guy with the ball as the two runs right behind you for a pass. I saw that three or four times. And uh, it, uh, there was one time where Burn. Everyone's like, Yeah, Burn. Burn. Even the official team account tweeted out, Burn stops a promising attack. Yeah. The reason Burn. <laughs> Start that attack is because he created it. Because the guy at first ran past him, and then he did, he got the catch-up speed to, to get to the ball first. But
0: there, if, there's one thing that the back line did well, and was set the offside trap. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: And maybe it was more. Yeah. Maybe it was more so Philadelphia just kind of lingering wow. into uh, the space in behind. Yeah. More so than it was sure. like a conscious True. decision to two, set the it, onside
1: it, trap. Two balls in the net, call back for offside? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So I'll give you know Bill, and I'll give. But Elson credit, credit for, tactic, for, for sure. stepping up there. Right. I
1: don't always know everything that goes on in the locker room, folks. Right. Like, total, Just a shit talker out here drinking coffee.
0: Yes. Uh, but I just... I, I think I think it would be a really nice time for Bill Tuoloma to have some time off. Yeah. To get into the gym. To increase his fitness level. And ask himself, is this something that he really wants to do? Continue to do? Because... Right now, what he's putting out on the table, it's just not good enough for a professional soccer in the United States, it's just not. Like if he wants to go play center back for the Charlotte Independence this weekend, I think he would actually do pretty well in that situation. But at Philadelphia, against one of the most potent offenses in the league, I mean, talk about sticking out like a sore thumb. I mean, he's out there just really, really, really struggling. Getting beat off the kickoff. I mean it didn't even take 20 seconds yeah. to get absolutely yeah. put into the spin cycle yeah you know so I just I wanted to call that out as um, an opportunity for, for Guzman Carujo to step in and start on Saturday.
1: Guzman better be starting
0: uh, I'd be extremely disappointed if he's not. Me too. Me too. Me too. So, um, Adil San Milanda uh, probably will be his partner at That's Columbus. Yeah. Um, uh, Jalen Lindsey, maybe an opportunity for Jalen Lindsey to start in this match? I hope so. Right? Because I, I, part of the reason why I think Latanzio went with the same 11 was because he knew that if he just kind of ran Harrison Offal and and Nathan Byrne kind of into the dirt, that he could switch it out yeah. on, on Saturday. So, I think Jalen Lindsey... get as much as you can of those guys in this stretch. It wasn't... <laughs> It was kind of, um, I felt defeated when I saw Joseph Mora coming out on in the second half as well, but it was necessary for some fresh legs, but I was just like, oh, man. Like, I would say there's
1: a chance Mora starts yeah. against Columbus. He wasn't very good against Birmingham. <laughs> he, hasn't, he has never been great for us. He's, he's had flashes. Yeah,
0: he certainly has. Yeah, so that, those are two things I'm, I'm looking at. Um, And uh, I'm not done talking shit, though, uh, because I just, I also wanted to call out, um, not necessarily, well, sure, Carol Stradersky, invisible. He was horrible. He was horrible in this match. He was horrible. His worst match in a few weeks, for sure. Uh, Carol's good, and I enjoy him in in the team. I want him to start every match. But there's just some matches where you don't have it. And, yeah. like, even when he got the ball on the edge of the box, he lost it immediately every single time.
1: Honestly, would have loved to see him not play against Philadelphia and be fresh for Columbus be- because – Columbus has is really Columbus has a potent offense, but a worse, way worse defense than Philly. Yeah. So I would have arrested Carroll against Philly and him fresh for Columbus, but I'm not the coach.
0: I, I'm going to uh, pull hindsight, up
1: hindsight is 2020. I'm going to uh,
0: pull up Sofa Score here because uh, off the top of my head, I don't think Swiderski had a shot.
1: Yeah, he. You said mentioned the word invisible, and that's a pretty good way to say it. Like you, we mentioned, big chances earlier by Miram and Vargas. Caro was sort of in the buildup of some of that stuff,
0: but he wasn't one, really one. One shot on target. Yeah, I don't know when that came.
1: Uh, it was it was a weak shot. It was it was. I remember where that came. It was in mid first half, and it was just kind of like, it was a nice service from Vargas, I believe, and I think it was a header straight into Andre Blake. Yes, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, 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 from yeah. from pretty far out of yeah, bounds. Like, yeah, yeah, from he's, the, he's
0: behind easy. the penalty spot. Yeah, yeah, totally. Other than that, I mean, he got rated highly. Um, I uh, and Onsofa's score scores a seven point two. Maybe I, I couldn't tell you why. Maybe because he had four crosses, taking four. Um,
1: he connected on a few heads with corners and stuff like that. That'll that'll give him a okay. chance to create the points and stuff. But
0: I, I think the reason why he was invisible there was because there's just like no support around him in the middle. Because there's kind of like a lack of a. There's was a, that on Westwood. No. Okay. No, because it's on Derek Jones. And Brant Brownico, right? It's like one of those guys has to facilitate offense, and it's not going to be Brant. It wasn't Derek because he's gassed. Uh, I, I think, in retrospect, I would have potentially liked the, the if we if 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 you're going to be critical of Christian Latanzio's subs and you wanted to to create more offense, I think uh, bringing on because Brant Bronico eventually came out yeah, for, for Subasinski, yeah for Sobo since he, when Sobo came on, he was poor as well. But, um, like a Chris Hagart for a Brant Bronico, if you were going to go for the win, that would have been what you would have done there. Why not? Uh, and I think even, the, it wouldn't have have been too crazy to me
1: uh, sitting down at the, the end of the bench there was little Nicky Scardina from the Crown <laughs> Legacy. I would have loved to see him come make a debut at, at the winger, uh, bring him in with Cambridge, you know, like Cambridge eventually didn't do, didn't do much, but, uh, yeah, I, I I think the idea of who to bring in is, is a struggle for Lattanzio right now because it's just like the guys he wants to have he doesn't have, and I, I, I don't know like I still would have I just would have I don't know it sounds it, hindsight's twenty twenty I I don't want to just be Mr Hindsight but as I sit here right now this feeling sit, like lingers over me of just like man we should have just throwing the full kids at Philly, and be ready for this Columbus match, because I'm just like, I don't know. Columbus is beatable, and I don't know if Philly even was beat. As, as good as we, we did, look, we did go toe-to-toe to them, with them, and if we had our best team, it, I think we can beat Philadelphia at Philadelphia in a playoff match with our best team. That's what I saw in that first 30 minute stretch. I agree. So that's what I'm encouraged by. I agree. But at the same time, like, I now I'm a little worried about what even more tired legs are gonna deal with going into Columbus with Zellerion and Cucho Hernandez, put on a show on Saturday. If, if you if you have uh, if you haven't seen what Columbus did uh, the other day against Colorado, go check the recap, match recap on Apple T V plus. It's insane uh,
0: Just a bit of house cleaning here. It was Brandon Cambridge that came on for Brand Pronico. It was Sobasinski who came on for Bill Two Alone. Gotcha.
1: That could have happened at the at the thirtieth minute. I would have subbed on Sobczynski for Tuiloma in the first minute. Yeah, I
0: want to I want to add that if (laughs) I if I could amend my previous take on Tuiloma as a center back being subbed out in the seventy eighth minute for another center back. Oof, that's a tough tough look. Yeah, when you yeah when you're when the team's got five at the back at that point. Yes, yeah, it's a tough (laughs) tough look. It's a really really tough look for for. I want to talk some more shit though Um, and maybe it's not shit talking it's more so um, praising what we have here in Charlotte Uh, another takeaway from the match is that when you hear about Super Bowl Park you hear about great stadium amazing views you know soccer stadium Sons of Ben Sons of Ben great atmosphere and it was like it was so enjoyable once you got into your seat other than that Charlotte and the experience here in the Queen City blows the Philly situation out of the water. Hell yeah. This, it's, the scenery is amazing, but what we have here with our stadium uptown, with breweries and bars and parks surrounding the stadium. Tailgates. Tailgates. uh, You know, yeah. Well, I still haven't been to a tailgate. (laughs) But, in Philly, it's just, you pull your car in, You park. You go into the match. And there was one main issue that I had with the stadium. I couldn't believe it. My dad and I, we were walking around the concourse for, like... The game's about to start. And we're, like, walking around the concourse to find draft beer. No draft beer. Wow. Crazy.
1: No draft beer. It's just a totally foreign match day experience to what we have here in Charlotte. Like, if if you're a longtime fan of this show, you know that... Since the very beginning, we, it's the it's the hype of, of the of what we get to do around the matches. That's just as much a, as part of the culture and fabric that we're building here in Charlotte right. as the, the day the matches themselves. The, the two hours that we're watching the team play, there's about five hours around that 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't give up for the world. I wouldn't be in. I wouldn't buy season tickets to go to the matches if it wasn't for the four hours before, an hour and a half after that I get to celebrate with all my friends here in town. So, that sucks that it doesn't have that ability.
0: When we were talking pre-show, you had thrown out uh, PNC Arena up in Concord. Yeah, yeah. As an example of what a standalone stadium without anything around it would look like. Yeah, David Tepper comes
1: out tomorrow and says, I'm building a soccer-specific stadium for Charlotte FC, and it's in University North, up 85, halfway to Greenville. I know, we know uh, Barbie would be excited about that,
0: (laughs) but I don't know if I would. Right. And... At P- Listen, PNC is a fun venue, and I'm going to see Rufus DeSole there in August, and I'm pumped about it. It's going to be a great show. It's a but I'm not looking forward to getting up there. I'm not looking forward to waiting in line to park, and I'm not looking forward to waiting in line to leave the parking mm-hmm. lot because that's all that you could do. You there. There nowhere to go. You can't walk, yeah. right? You can't yeah. do anything. So um, the... And, and the lack of draft beer in the stadium I thought was just, like, Insane. appalling. Do they just, like, not
1: have the draft lines or
0: something yeah, like that? Probably. Yeah,
1: probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how bars work. <laughs> it's a cost-saving cost yeah. measure, maybe. Yeah. You, you know, if hey, we don't need to put taps in. We can yeah. just have the, the tall boys and, and go from there. But um, I like a, a nice draft beer while I'm watching a soccer match. Yeah. So that's, that's um, my takeaway. And I think, ultimately, um, we've got to make an announcement that, that's on the a, show. Let's make an announcement. Let's go. That um, Hot Fly is the new home for pregame activity. Yes. yes. For, for home
1: days. Yeah, So we've been we've sung long sung the praises of, of uh, pregaming in Elizabeth taking the goal line to uh, Uptown and whatnot. But we just randomly on the midweek match a couple weeks ago, it worked out better that we went to Hot Fly. And it was just in a great atmosphere, and it just like just a few blocks up Main Street from the stadium. So we're gonna try, it. we're gonna try a new a new pregame routine. The the bar, the rooftop patio is what sold it for me. The drafts yeah. were great, and just the ability to sit on a rooftop patio and sort of like look out over and like see the stadium as, as you're drinking. It's an experience that I want. So yeah, we're pre-gaming, uh for Seattle at Hofland. Can't wait. Shout out to uh, Brandon, and Liz,
0: and Ian. And That's Ian as well. Um, um,
1: so yeah, well, Ian was hanging out with us at that uh, ahead of that. Uh, on a bike. Who do we even play? Chicago? I had a
0: Chicago match, yet. Yeah. No, I did So, just wanted to make that announcement and just, um, you know, we'll talk about it next week more about meeting up there pregame. And the reason why I like it, I think, what what it, and, you know, the gold line and EPR and the... It's been good to us. It's been great to us. But sometimes you got to switch it up. Sure. And um, the reason we want to switch it up is because um, after these matches, it's... It, when we do the Gold line and go park in Elizabeth, it's, we lose each other very quickly. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, a, you can go meet at the, the trolley stop if you want, but once you go meet at the trolley stop, you're unsure if that trolley's ever going to show up, number one. <laughs> and so you, a lot of times you just grab a scooter, you scoot your ass all the way down there and you get home. And there's, like, yeah. EPR is probably kind of dead at that point. Yeah. After the match. You can just walk to Fly after the stadium, meet up. Right. Post game, Five talk about ball. the match, yeah. have a beer, and then say goodbye to everybody, get in your car, you're on the way. So I just new wanted to, to just kind of throw that out there as kind of uh, a yeah, new new part of uh, our experience here for for Charlotte soccer. And it's a good example of how what we try to do is grow and try new things. And we're never, I, I think you and I, we're not people who like get stuck in the mud and say, right. we only do things this way yeah. and are That's, unwilling to change. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I can't. So. If I, I would, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be half the person I am today if I was like that. Yeah, so there you go. It's one of my favorite
0: things about myself. That yeah, I just
1: switch it up from randomly from time to time for no right. reason. There are
0: some reasons for this, though. I heard you uh, spent the watch party down with Southbound and Crown. Yeah. Speaking of switching
1: it up, so uh, it was a little tough to get to EPR to host an official watch party for midweek since I work in Valentine. And uh, and I worked till like seven fifteen, so and imagine seven thirty, so I'm not really gonna be a good host. I, I hope I uh, we haven't been. We'll be back to EPR probably later next week, and I'll we'll hopefully get a report to see if anybody was able to show because it is pretty cool uh, place to watch a game even if even if we're not there. So you're you're free to go even if we're not there, y'all. You know. But uh, <laughs> uh, I went to Replay Brewing down uh, in in Fort Mill with Southbound and Crown Crew. Shout out Level Up Luke for sending the invite. It was very cool. Uh, Michael Gallimore is a guy that I was able to meet. He's one of the co-founders of Southbound and Crown, and we had a fun time. Like, he and I have battled over beer showers a little bit on Twitter back in the day. So, you know how it is when you like, you you only know someone from Twitter, and you're like, yeah, this person, this person's like, what the, what's up with this person? You know, their tweets suck or whatever. They're bitching about beer showers all the time. I think beer showers are fine. Fuck them. And then you meet them in person, like this guy's an awesome guy, and we had a great time watching the match together, talking, talking about what we're seeing, being soccer fans. So, shout out to you, Michael uh and everybody that i that i met there it was a good crew and uh replay brewing awesome awesome spot i would highly brag that up if you're in fort mill go to replay the great uh, tons of like vintage video games and cool. in- in-house brews named after like vintage video game references and stuff like that so and just like it's you know very hipster you know star wars shit all over the walls and all that stuff but uh great beers and uh we had a nice patio they gave us the patio Two screens, beautiful times. Shout out Southbound and Crown. We are from the Carolinas, you know. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's no beef on that border, so we we love North and South Carolina all day.
0: Uh, level up, Luke. Luke uh, there with you as well, and just like, um, shout out to him. Always like uh, a Charlotte FC uh, super supporter. Somebody that's traveled to Birmingham. Shout out to him. For yes. That. Yeah. Exactly. Wait. You talk about
1: away days. This man went. He went to see the Legacy in Huntsville. And then the uh, cup match in, Bir- in Birmingham, lost, loss, <laughs> drove his ass home and never stopped smiling the whole way, man. We love you, Luke.
0: So, uh, it's been uh, a fun episode. We were talk- uh, By the way, just a quick shout out. There's a story Luke
1: told me that, that night was that when he went to that legacy loss in Huntsville, I think the first loss in club history, right? Uh, he uh, uh, he met David Pereba. After oh, cool. the match, And was just extremely impressed with Pereba he and I both talked we're like yeah we're like Pereva future Charlotte FC captain this kid just gets it he's so confident he said he said all the Crown Legacy players were really nice to him and his kids in terms of like signing autographs or whatever but all most of them were like kind of awkward teenagers and you know just like didn't know exactly like how to relate to fans (laughs) necessarily but he said Pereva was just like yeah, you, know, you here, you signed this for this kid, and you know, like all this running the show uh, pre Cold and post game. and during match. So yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Bright, bright star that could be yeah. coming up the ranks for sure, David, forever.
0: Uh, super exciting. I think, uh, you know, you, I've been uh, critical of Crown Legacy on this podcast, and I've been thinking about that lately, and um, I want to make sure that my criticism is directed uh, in the right direction. Uh, I've, I've got no problem with the existence of Crown Legacy. What I do have a problem with is. Um, older players playing regularly for Crown Legacy. <laughs> I just don't think it's the right place for an older player to do anything except for get a rehab start or some rehab minutes. I think it's a great place for young players who could potentially be the future of Charlotte FC to get their confidence uh, and get their belief. And we're, we're already seeing that with, with a lot of these guys getting some minutes. Cambridge, Brandon Cambridge, Patrick uh, Ajimong yeah. as well. Uh, getting from from time for Charlotte FC right now, so I think that is starting to work out uh, in our favor. It's, it's we've gotten to forty five minutes on this podcast very quickly. Hell yeah! Uh, so uh, we're going to sign off here from Community Matters Cafe. Uh, follow us on Twitter at For the Crown Baby. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Charlotte Soccer Show. Follow Danny at Danny Brams. Follow me at John Hayes on Air on Twitter as well. Join but, or, uh, join the conversation.
1: After you do all that following, make sure you go lead lead somewhere as well. Be a leader in your life.
0: I don't want to do Ted Lasso talk this week. I know we should. We because of time to I don't want to don't spoil it. it too. Yeah, true. It just came out yeah. Wednesday, so next week yeah. let's do let's do a Ted Lasso so series many, review. So many thoughts on Ted Lasso for sure. Yeah, series review of Ted Lasso coming next week. We're gonna take some time aside on the podcast post Columbus to talk about Ted Lasso. Uh, so if mm-hmm. you haven't have finished the series and you're a regular listener to this show, you've got all weekend to get it done.
1: Yeah, yeah. The club, uh, uh, yeah, we have some time off coming too, so the, the, there's about to be a two-week stretch with new match for us.
0: Karol so. Suderski got called up uh, to the Portland national team, so he'll be available for that match against Seattle, and then he's out of town. That's, that's what we're going to have. But we don't, we don't need to get ahead of things right now. I think let's try to finish out this uh, road trip with a bang, and let's try to go up to Columbus and get the win, and, and what that means is uh, maybe a different starting lineup maybe some different tactics, maybe a, uh, in, in Philadelphia, it seemed like a conservative approach. Mm-hmm. Let's um, flip the script and just play balls of the wall soccer and, you know, just throw the kids out there, uh, yeah. throw guys that can, can get players. I, I wouldn't mind, um, you know, Miram and Vargas come off early, which makes me think there might be some some energy left in the tank for them both to start again, but... I'm curious if Ajman gets the start here in this match. Called for it last match. Didn't happen. He came on. Wasn't the most impressive player in the world. But let's just talk about getting his big body up in the middle and letting Karol Sodersky sit in behind and be creative with Ashley Westwood running the show behind him. I think if that's how we set things up, Ajman, Sodersky sitting behind at the 10, Miram and Vargas there with a, you know, Brant Bronico and or J- Derek Jones out there kind of sitting or in behind
1: you, you, I would bench, De- bench
0: Derek in that setup and let Westwood, Westwood. sit deep, you're right, yeah, you're play right. a yeah. more Burnley
1: Burnley's yeah. uh, Burnley eight role or Burnley's six role instead of the eight yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: totally so, um, and then we'll see some changes at fullback I presume and then uh, Guzman gets his first start so there's, 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 there's. <laughs> hashtag free Jalen <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get a look didn't even get a look off the bench when uh, Joseph Moore came on late oh, that match he has his ups yeah. and downs but he's got, so, he's got a great future
1: We just heard Jack Johnson, I don't know if you could hear it on the show, playing here over the air, and I'm really regretful that I did not order some banana pancakes now, unfortunately, but uh, it has been a great show. Until next time. With the Crown Baby.